Do you have trouble seeing up close or far away? How about at night? I know I do. Go check out Design for Vision and Sunglass Central. They are the premier eye care center for all eyeglasses, sunglasses, and contact lenses in southeastern PA. Whether it is the quality eyeglasses, sunglasses, or contacts that you're looking for, their styles represent the latest in fashionable but affordable eyewear. Not only do they offer a wide selection of non-prescription brands, but they offer prescription lenses fabrication. Whether it's in-store or online, they carry all major brands such as Oakley, Dolce & Gabbana, Coach, Michael Kors, Ray-Ban, Maui Jim, Wiley X, and many more. With over 50 years of experience, Design for Vision and Sunglass Central are the best in fabrication, selection, and fitting of designer and specialty glasses. Design for Vision has convenient locations in Morrisville, Levittown, New Hope, Newtown, and Jameson. Sunglass Central can be found at the New Hope, Newtown, and Jameson locations. That's designforvision.com and sunglasscentral.net. This is Chet with Flow Racing. You're listening to the Four Wide Salute Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Four Wide Salute Podcast presented by Line Decker Racing Engines. Head on over to Facebook, pop in J Line Decker Racing Engines into your search bar and go see what Jason's got going on. On to our breaking news items, not a ton this week. In sprint car news, JJ Hickle and Ceiling Motorsports have paired up and will chase the All-Stars Championship in 2023. This is the 97 car that was previously driven by Greg Wilson. And in late model news, going back to last week, we went over what happened at Southern Raceway with the Southern All-Stars. Well, the Southern All-Stars have handed down a punishment after the altercations that took place last weekend. XR Events, which is the parent to the Southern All-Stars as they paired up starting with last year. XR events will uphold all penalties levied by the Southern All-Star Dirt Racing Series for all sanctioned events, including, but not limited to, the XR Super Series and XR Working Man Series. Again, the Southern All-Stars is an affiliated series through broadcast and marketing. XR events will uphold the Southern All-Star Series ruling and take additional action if they deem necessary based on the rule books of those series. So Ashton Winger was suspended by the Southern All-Stars for 60 days due to a physical altercation involving a member of Winger's crew using a weapon on G.R. Smith. That would be Gary Winger, Ashton's dad. This is a violation of XR Events General Rules which you will see at all racetracks, driver is responsible for their crew members at all times. G.R. Smith was suspended by the Southern All-Stars for an indefinite period of time for his actions on the track. While on the track during a caution period, 
G.R. Smith struck Winger's car repeatedly under caution. He also failed to comply with the race director who repeatedly instructed him to leave the racing surface. Big no-no. So those penalties of the 60-day suspension for Ashton Winger and the indefinite suspension of G.R. Smith, again, will be upheld for all XR events. And when Ashton gets back from his 60 days, he will be on a probationary period. This is fair. I think this is very fair. And to top it all off, Peyton Freeman, who runs for GR Smith with Team 22 Incorporated, announced this past week he's leaving the team. He will now go back to his family-owned F1 car. Good for him. Very good for him. Great decision. And uh, I hope these guys learn a lesson. I really do. Those are your breaking news. On to our results. Moving all the way on to last Thursday, World About All Late Models Tennessee tip off Smoky Mountain Speedway in Tennessee. Again, got canceled. Unfortunate start. On to Friday. A lot of the same. World of Outlaw Sprints at Williams Grove. Canceled. Lucas Oil ASCS Devil's Bowl Speedway both Friday and Saturday. Canceled. World of Outlaw Late Models, the Shamrock 100 Boyd Speedway in Georgia. Friday and Saturday. Canceled. Lucas Oil Late Models, Buckeye Spring 50 Atomic Speedway in Ohio. Postponed. They will now pair this up with the All-Stars on May 4th at Atomic for an insane doubleheader. On to Saturday, we actually saw race cars. Short Track Super Series, South Region, Icebreaker, Sealands Grove Speedway. Modifieds running 40 laps for 5,000 to win. 602 Crate Sportsman, 1,500 to win. Modified side of thing, Michael Moreska led every lap. From the pole, picking up the win over Billy Pouch Jr., Matt Stangle, Alex Payne, and Danny Creedon running up the top five. 602 Crate Sportsman, Joe Toth picking up the win over Tom Moore Jr., Kyle Smith, Brandon Edgar, and Dylan Madsen. Scary wreck in the 602 Crate Sportsman feature. On a restart, a bunch of guys got swirly. Ended up with a couple of cars rolling over. Logan Watt was involved, Brian Papias was involved, both drivers are okay, which is good to hear. World of Outlaw Sprints, Pigeon Hills season opener, Lincoln Speedway. No posse or outlaws picked up the win. Yes, all the way from California, Rico Abreu was your winner over Brad Sweet. Hats off to Devin Borden on a podium, Carson Macedo fourth, and Justin Peck running out the top five. And as I already mentioned, Lucas Oil ASCS canceled, so did the Outlaw Late Models. Lucas Oil Late Models Indiana Icebreaker at Brownstown Speedway also was canceled. We headed over to Baps Motor Speedway for their modified season opener, 3,000 to win, along with Super Sportsman and Central PA Legends on the card. Modified victory going to Dwayne Howard over Frank Cozy. Craig Von Doren, Loudon Reimert, and Jared Umbenhauer rounding out the top five. 
Super Sportsman win going to Kenny Edkin, and Central PA Legends win to Tanner Jones. Straight from the horse's mouth, Butch gets told me after this feature, everybody at Big Diamond is in trouble. After the first two races that Dwayne ran this year, in dominant fashion, he might be right. They ran their diamond car at Lincoln, won decisively. Yesterday, half a track lead, and he was picking through lot traffic like no one's business. They are ready to defend their title. Those are your results. On to our upcoming events. Once again, not a ton coming up, but we're almost here in the Northeast. We're almost here. Short Track Super Series, South Region, Saturday, 60 over special. Doug Hoffman Memorial, Bridgeport Motorsports Park in Jersey. Modifieds are going to run 60 laps for $6,060 to win. And 602 Create Sportsman, $1,500 to win. World of Outlaw Sprints, going back down south. Friday, Talladega Sprint Car Showdown, Talladega Short Track in Alabama, and Saturday, the Black Ice Brawl Magnolia Motor Speedway in Mississippi. High Limit Sprint Car Series Tuesday, Thunderball Raceway in Tulare, California, has been canceled already. And then XR Super Series Friday and Saturday Spring Thaw 100 Weekend at Volunteer Speedway in Tennessee. 5,000 to win double features on Friday, capping off Saturday night with a $100,000 to win feature event. 100 G's. Those are your upcoming events. Those were your results. As always, thank you to all of our followers and subscribers. Like and share the podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Smash the five-star rating button on all the podcast platforms. And of course, a big thank you to Kenny Bruce and Bill Brown and Company for the support. On to this week's episode. 2023 Modified Preview episode coming at you. We cover some inside stuff on the Super Dirt Car Series and Short Track Super Series, as those are our two touring series, along with uh, the PA and Jersey stuff with Big Diamond, Grandview, New Egypt, and Bridgeport. A lot of things happening, a lot of things coming up. Thankful to have uh, my modified analyst, Kenny Bruce, on the show to... uh, Go over some stuff and make some predictions on who we think is going to be taking home championships. And that's about it. Next week, we will be back with a, another guest and uh, a deep dive. I am heading to the airport shortly. I will be flying to Chicago for the day job for a couple of days. But we'll be back with you guys next week. New Egypt's practice starts next Saturday. Holy shit, the season is upon us. Gave me the chills. So on that note, enjoy your Sunday. Enjoy your week. And we'll be back with you next week. But until then, enjoy the show. Are you looking to make your mark in the construction world? Join the growing crew at Pioneer Pole Buildings. Does switching up your routine interest you? Look no further than Pioneer Pole Buildings. Pioneer Pole Buildings travels to seven states on a regular basis and returns home most evenings. Would you like to be paid travel time 
and extra money when you do have to stay overnight, they have that covered too. They have full-time positions on their crews constructing pole barns. Pioneer also completes re-roofs, additions, insulation and interior liner, as well as custom builds. Pioneer Pole Buildings is looking for carpenters based out of the Schuylkill Haven, Reinholds, Nutripoli, and Upper Black Eddy areas. You can contact Pioneer Pole Buildings through their Facebook page or on the web at ppb1.com or via telephone at 1-800-448-2505 or you can contact Jess directly at 570-739-0078 extension 132. Pioneer Pole Buildings could be your future. On this week's episode of the Four Wide Slew Podcast, I have with me one of my most frequent guests, Kenny Bruce of Dirt Track Digest. Kenny, let's dive into some modified stuff for this year. A lot going on. Uh, a lot of things transpired over the offseason. But first and foremost, can anyone have a year close to what Matt Shepard did last year? Uh, in simple terms, no. I don't even think Matt Shepard will have a year like Matt Shepard had last year. I agree. I don't think so either. I think that's a, a once-in-a-lifetime thing that you just hit everything lucky. Oh, absolutely. I mean, to, to win all of them big races at the end of the year, I mean, you've seen guys win two of them, three out of four, one out of four, you know, but to win like every big race he entered from September to uh, end of October is crazy. Yeah, there's just no way. I mean, we've seen it in other, you know, we look at Davenport, what he did with the late miles last year. I don't see that ever happening again where someone wins that much money, not even with the sprint cars this year doing the same thing with the dirt million. I don't see someone winning two million dollars, at least in the accumulations of big money races. Now, of course, if they run 100 races and accumulate some of this purse money, I'm sure they can get close to it. But winning all this big stuff, I just don't see anyone dominating like he did last year. There's just no way. No, not at all. It's just everything went his way this year. You know, but you know, to win them and get lucky, you have to be running up front. So, but um, either way, you know, you know, Stewie hits the wall at at um to Eastern States race and gets the left front flat, and it's just you know everything happened and just fell Matt's way last year. Not not that he didn't deserve it because he was uh, yeah he's the best one out there right now. But uh, still, you have to have some kind of luck. And Matt will admit that. And Matt did admit it to me. You know you have to be. It's great to be good, but it's even greater when you got good, be good and lucky. Right, right. Every time you're off a little bit, you got to have luck on your side, and that's just so hard to come by. Um, so let's start with Super Dirt, man. Um, I'm kind of excited but kind of concerned all at the same time so it seems like they have quite a few commits this year to running the tour obviously rpa guys are not on there again Guler and yankowski i believe are done with trying to run the full schedule but i haven't seen a ton of rookie contenders no i didn't someone posted the list today and um yeah it's all people are, well there's a couple from canada that um are running it that haven't ran before. Um, uh, is it Master Desjardins? He's going to run the 37 that that uh, Saint Savar one last ran last year. 
Okay. So he, I believe he's a rookie. But uh, other than that, I, I don't, I don't see many people that are, you know, they're gonna run for rookie of the year. Um, one of the Bernards, maybe I think from Canada. But mm-hmm. other than that, I, I, it's just to me, it's just you know, pretty much the regulars, you know, and uh, right. Between Matt Williamson and Matt Shepard, it's it's going to be tough to beat them guys on a consistent basis. Max McLaughlin is getting close, but I still don't think he's there yet. And, and Jimmy Phelps, he's a top five guy. Right. And he'll win his race or two, but I just don't think he has, you know, he's just not to the level of uh, Matt Williamson and Matt Shepard on a consistent basis. Right. You're absolutely right. And I do think it's, you know, a tribute to Matt Williamson, the fact that Jeff Barrett and, of course, the support of Bicknell are all behind him helps immensely. That Buzz Troop program has just gotten so much better, of course, with Matt's abilities to drive a race car, but your resources also help that as well. And we all know Matt Shepard, the engineering mind that he has, plus his crew chief also being an engineer. I mean, those are just matches you don't see. Um, one guy I really think we're going to see an improvement. I'm not saying a big dominance, but an improvement out of and going off of his performance at Volusia is Jack Lehner. I knew I knew exactly who you were talking about when you said that. And uh, yeah, I think Jack's going to make a step up this year. Uh, he was very strong down in Volusia. He was very strong at, uh, yeah, I mean, excuse me, down in Florida, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I look for him to make a big jump this year and get his first Super Dark Cars to be one. Oh, ab- it's got to be coming. And I think it's going to come at a place like Albany, Saratoga, where he runs on a consistent basis and just has has that niche. Um, you know, another one that runs there on a consistent basis that I thought didn't look exactly the greatest was... Peter Britton didn't seem to get off to a really hot start so far. No, Peter's unfortunately seems to be a notoriously slow starter when it comes to the get on these series. But um, I it it'd really be cool for everyone because he's such a well liked guy. If he you know he could get in and get a couple wins, get in the, you know battle for the points, that would be great for the series itself. Because who doesn't like Peter Britton? So. You know, he's a great guy to hang around with, great guy to have a beer with. So that'd be really good. And uh, another driver, I think, that came on strong at the end of last year was Adam Pearson. And uh, yes. I, I think Adam Pearson's going to step up this year, too. Yes, he had a big turnaround last year. Again, we've talked about it before. He's no slouch. He's been racing a long time. Maybe yep. not in the modified, but he's been around a long time. Um, One guy that... I have to be honest, I didn't know a whole lot about going into the trip down to Volusia, and I'm kind of curious to know what his plans are for this year. Where did Justin Stone come from? Uh, that's a good question. That 15 car, I mean, the first night, I think it was eh, kind of okay, but the last two nights, he turned up something fierce. Yeah, he did really good, and uh, you know, I be honest with you, I don't know much about Justin Stone. He's, you know, from up in the New York, Connecticut area. And, uh, but yeah, he, he turned some heads there. Definitely for sure. The last two nights down there, I think he gets a lot. Of, uh, he's good friends. His family's good friends with, with the Friesens. And I think they work together and probably still help them out 
you know, I don't know that on, you know, for sure, 100%, but I I think pretty pretty much sure Stu helped them out. And I think Stu drove their late model down at uh, New Smyrna as well. Yes, yes, he did. And um, it is correct, Justin Stone was parked right next to the Hallmark Friesen uh, trailer at Volusia, so that's never a bad thing when you're looking for a little bit of help. Um, but yeah, it's just one of them surprises, like, where'd this guy come from? Yeah, um, yeah. But no, you made a point about these Canadian guys. And as we now know, there are going to be stops in Canada this year with Super Dirt and Short Track Super Series. Um, And I think that's where we're going to see a lot of that, uh, you know, competitors coming down that will get a chance to run some of this stuff in New York. Of course, I think Super Dirt Week is going to see a huge improvement in car count just due to the Canadians having the freedom to come and go. And um, it's going to be good to see the stops back at Autodrome and and all of those uh, tracks up there as well. Yeah, they have a, like a three-race series up there, uh, July 31st, August 1st, and August 2nd. The first two are Autodrome Drummond, and the last one's at Brockville. Mm-hmm. And to get the Canadian, you know, get the teams back up in Canada again, I think it's a real good thing. It's a good thing for the series. It's definitely a good thing for modified racing in general. Because uh, you, you get up there, the Canes, yeah, the fans up there, they don't get a chance to see the Matt Shepherds too often and Billy Deckers and, you know, guys like that. And, you know, when he came up there, you know, from talking to Ron Garyon, he said that was probably one of the coolest places he ran was up, up in Canada. You know, just the way they treat everybody and the show they put on, he said it was really cool. Yeah, and wasn't he caught up in a huge pileup on one of the front stretches in Canada? Yeah. I remember that. He, yeah, he was, he was up on the top of a pile of cars. <laughs> yes, yes, I remember that. Yep. But no, it's going to be good. It, it's, uh, I think, again, only going to help spread the love across the the border to all of the Canadian big block fans over there. And um, so speaking of Canada, I got to ask this question, and maybe you have an inkling of what went on. But Jan Boussier shows up for the sunshine swing with a crate car blew me away totally confused and then goes and runs volusia with the big block yeah from what i understand he 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 had the big block which was for you know volusia and running their car he didn't want to run his big block at um at all tech he didn't think it'd be competitive so he had a crate crate in the shop so he threw that in and figured he'd he won the race, so he already raced, you know, in the crates. That's interesting because, if I'm not mistaken, he was a regular at Eastern States for Saturday night. He would show up and run this small block portion. Uh-huh. So I'm really surprised that he didn't just bring a small block down because I figure he's got to have one, right? Yeah, and I believe the track they run, he owns one of the tracks. I can't think of the name, what track he owns, but he owns yep. He, uh, I think they, they run 358s as far as I, I think. So, yeah, it was a little confusing. It was, I was a little surprised. <laughs> right. When I saw it. Yeah, I think he owns Drummond. I think that's, uh, okay, that's Audra and Drummond. But yeah, I was, uh, very confused when I saw that. Um, and he's a cool guy. Oh, very much so. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Jan is a very cool guy to talk to. Always rolls up in style too. Nice oh, yeah. stacker trailer. Oh yep. yeah. Yep. yep. He's a he reminds me a lot of Tyler Siri, you know, owns a racetrack, races on the side and is 
yeah. half, you know, half decent at it, you know, like that's what it reminds me of. Um, so what do you think we're going to see out of the, the super dirt car series this year? I mean, it's hard to bet against anyone, but Matt Shepard, but do we see Williamson take it back again? Well, you know, I think Matt, the key for Matt is to get off to a faster start than he has over the years. He, uh, he comes on strong late in the years when he runs his big block more and more, because he runs 358 so much up, you know, he runs Ransomville and Merrillville and they're all 358. And when he jumps in and he, he told me this last year, he just doesn't run the big block enough, but towards the end of the year, when he start running it more and more and more, he seems to come on stronger. So I think the key to Matt is getting off to a good start. And if he does that, I think he can battle Shepard down, you know, throughout the season. Uh, the problem with Matt is very, other than Bridgeport last year, I don't think Matt DNF'd any race. So. Yeah. That's kind of hard. That's kind of hard to, to beat that. Yeah, you're right. So, you know, what's, what's interesting too is I want to see what happens with this format. So we know they unveiled that, uh, late model style format to run at Volusia as a test where they weren't drawing for their heats and then timing against their heat. They were qualifying overall, which I think evened out the heat races a lot better. Yes. So according to what Dean Reynolds told me at Motorsports, that's a trial. They're going to see if they want to utilize it going forward, which I hope to God they do. I think it's the fairest. As yeah. far as not having a heat race with five potential Hall of Famers against one that has, you know, Matt Shepard and then a bunch of guys who don't have a win yet. Like, this isn't right. right. So I think it's a good thing. The only difference is it's going to make your draw for when you go out for your heat a lot or for out for qualifying it's going to make it a lot more important if you're going out earlier or you're going out late. It's going to matter. That's going to make a huge difference, but they're going to have to get accustomed to. When you're just timing against your heat race and you're in A or B or B of or A, it's not a huge difference. So I'm kind of curious to see how it plays out. Yeah, me too. It, 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 I hope they go that way. I think that's the more fair way. If you're going to run time trials, I think that's the way to do it. So... We'll see, I guess. Um, I haven't heard anything from Dean since. Um, I probably should have sent him a text before we started this. But, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. I thought I thought it worked well down there. Um, you know, I, I hate to see a guy start, you know, be like the 10th fastest time trialer, but the other eight are in the same heat. So, <laughs> you know, and he's really not, he doesn't have a chance. So, I mean, that's happened before. So, yeah. Well, you're splitting them up, and uh, I, I think that's a much fairer way to do it. Yeah, I think if you're not going to do any type of invert, which, you know, the All-Stars used a format similar to what Dirt was using, where you would draw for your heat and only time against your heat, but then they were also inverting the top four, which made it a little <laughs> bit different, where if you're going to potentially have a stacked heat or a non-stacked heat, I still think there should be some type of invert in play, but yeah, yeah. I... I really hope they do go that route. Yeah, I, I like a, I guess a minimum of three car invert, no more than four. Um, I don't like it more than that. I think if you time trial good, you should be rewarded for that and start in the spot where at least where you're qualified already. 
when you start. Right. Well, especially if you're running a tour like that. Now, if we go to like local track stuff, it's a little bit different. But yeah. in a touring environment, I think you're absolutely correct. Um, One other name before we move on that I, I wanted to bring up, of course, he just debuted an amazing looking helmet today that I don't know what his plans are necessarily. I don't think they've been revealed is Tanner Van Dorn. Of course, he has big block experience. He's ran several events, uh, Eastern States. You know, he's ran a lot of big different things. And I'm kind of curious. I know he's going to Atomic. I know that's on the plan. And I'm kind of curious if he's committing, because that would then give us at least one big rookie that we know of that is from Pennsylvania. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Um, I, I don't know his plans. Like, obviously, he was supposed to run big blocks at Orange County, but, you know, they're only running four big block shows a year, one a month. So I, I don't know what he's planning. It, but you're right. That helmet is so cool. Yeah, there's – um, damn, I don't even – is there anybody on there that he got to actually watch race in their prime? Right. Right. I think everyone on that helmet, um, you know, Hearn, of course, he was still doing things when Tanner was born, but it wasn't the eighties and nineties of Hearn's career that, you know what I mean? Like, so it's kind of funny to see that you would think a kid that's 15 and having a helmet like that, they would have more of a Matt Shepard or a Stu or, you know, a Williamson kind of feel to it. And he's got some great classic names on there. I mean, Doug Hoffman, Richie Urich, Frank Cozy. I mean, there's legendary car numbers on this thing that were like blew me away. Hats off to whoever did it. That's for sure. Yeah, it was really cool looking at really cool looking helmet. I love I like when drivers pay homage to the, you know, past past heroes of the sport and, Really pretty cool. That'll that'll make for a lot of pictures and photographers when he first brings it out. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, prediction, I mean, I have to put my odds on Matt Shepard unless he decides to uh, have an early retirement, but I don't see that happening. So I'm going Matt Shepard. Yeah, I'll predict Matt Shepard to win his 10th series championship and be the all-time series champ there. So the the only one I think that can, you know, challenge him is matt williamson at this point so but um we'll see you know anything can happen matt can you know he doesn't very rarely break motors but if something happens and he can get one of them strings like Stu had last year and me in the year he just had you know motor 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 and fall behind but that doesn't usually happen to matt he's pretty good with the maintenance and stuff so um yeah and, you know and another guy i thought ran last year and got better as year went on is coming back this year is darren smith um He's yes. I think he's I'm not to say he's going to get a win or anything, but I think he's going to be a consistent top ten, top seven driver. He's sneakily been getting better. Yes, very quietly, hasn't made a ton of noise, but just progressively brought himself up a little bit. And uh, uh, practice makes perfect, right? I mean, the more laps you get, the more seat time, the better off you. It's going to make you. You're not going to be able to learn this stuff elsewhere so yeah you're absolutely right and i think the tutelage i'm sure billy decker plays a part in that as well so yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna i was gonna say it doesn't hurt when your teacher's billy decker either so <laughs> yes exactly so um all right on to the other touring series short track super series 
Boy, uh, I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting this year. I really think so. Uh, they went and did the Elite Series last year, had great car counts with that, with the exception, I think, of Georgetown at the end of the year. I didn't think that was the best for a 25 grand to win show. But um, now the Elite Series, yes, they have 250 grand to win races, but the rest are 12,000. I think. It didn't go 100% the way Brett wanted it to go, although from a fan's perspective, we got to see a lot of great car counts, a lot of big, deep fields. But let's see how it all shakes out. And now I guess we're waiting to see when and if Hagerstown does get rescheduled. Although I have a feeling that could end up being moved. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It, it's the problem is it's so hard to schedule a show and reschedule a show anymore. You're not kidding. So much during the summer is racing. You know, these guys are racing three, four, five nights a week as it is, and to throw another show in there is tough. But um, yeah, you know the elite series. I'm glad they brought it back. Like you say, went from twenty five to twelve, but he is paying a thousand dollars to start too. So right, he's you know from talking to Brad at uh, Motorsports and other places, he thinks that'll help with the car counts, and you know. And to be honest with you, it's because Matt, it's going to, I call it the Matt Shepard, the Matt Shepard rule. Yeah. You know? Because guys don't want to come. They're going to, you know, if they don't think they have a chance to win, it's hard to come. And, you know, at least if you get a thousand dollars for starting a race, it's not bad. Right. And now that's, and now that's six races, right? So now we got to look at five the South races. and five races. Yeah. So now let's look at the North, look at the South. Now you're talking about, well, it isn't a thousand dollars to take the green. Now it's a little bit less. And now you're talking about races that are midweek. And we know a lot of guys focus on their weekly programs, a lot of their sponsors, a lot of the lower dollar guys, you know, it, that's what their sponsors are all about. They want to be on the car where they can go on a Friday or Saturday and they can see the car or it's near where their business is located and all of that stuff. So, um, I think also adding in the fact that Matt's probably going to run the South and the North and the elite, and he's going to run everything because that's just, that's what he does. This is his job. It's just going to make it that much tougher to make guys want to come out and compete, especially with cost of fuel, cost of tires. Uh, there's still those issues. There's still shortages with parts. There's still, uh, I hear guys talking about motors that are taking longer than they normally have in the past. I mean, there's all of these factors that come into play and who knows what it does. I mean, I don't, with the exception of the stop at Kutztown, which is a non-point show, it's like a special they're going to do. And the new stops in Canada, I don't think there's any new tracks that are going to make everyone go, well, I'll make sure I want to go to that race. Yeah, there's, there's no new tracks at all, like you say, other than action track at, in the South Series. And then uh, North Series, you got Canada, and that's about it. You're right. Which, ironically, yeah. Kutztown and... Uh, so Kutztown runs the same time that Super Dirt is running their Canadian swing. Right. So I don't know. We're not going to see Matt Shepard run Kutztown. So to no. anyone that was hoping of that, sorry to say that even if they were to rain out in Canada, I don't yeah. know that he would come down for that. 
Yeah. But it's uh I don't know. It, it's it's really tough. Again, it's so hard with so many races on the schedule. Who's going to go run what all the time? Dale also has a drop in place too that guys can drop their worst finish and a lot of guys will take that as a free pass not to go to a race too. Yeah, but if you don't go to the race, you don't get your 75 point bonus at the end of the year either. You're right. You're right. It's uh, it's really tough. It really is. And, um, you know, you look at trying to find a, a neutral location where you can make every show in the South region and it not be too horrendous of a drive is really hard to do. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see many guys try to run both ser- all three series this year. Right. Um, obviously, Shepard will. Um, I mean, you're going to see guys run the South and the Elite, like Go Down did last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Gula will probably run the South and the Elite. And, um, and Mahane. Billy Jr. Yeah, well, Billy Jr. didn't run the Elite last year. He didn't run it all. Oh, you're right. He didn't run at all. No. He didn't, he didn't go to Fonda. He went to 76 or. That's right, because he, he ended had, up in Norm's car. Instead of Utica Room. No, he didn't end up in Norm. No. He ran his car at the Sixer, right? Yeah, he ran his car, yeah. That's right. It was the year before he ran Norm's car. You're right. Yeah. Wow. Right. And uh, so, but yeah, I don't think you're going to see many guys doing so much traveling just because of the money involved in it. But, uh, you know, you know, obviously Friesen will be in any one he can when he's available. But so, you know, Prego, I haven't got anything from Prego. I'm not sure. Other than he's running Vinny's car, the Super Dirt Car Series. Um, I, I don't know if he's doing any, I guess we'll do the North series and up there in the elite. So I don't know if he's doing the South or not. Right. Well, and again, so, and we'll get into this, but with Orange County only running four big block shows now, well, what five, if you include the super dirt stop, right? So there's that. There's one a month. Right. Now. You have a guy like Prego who ran the 44. He ran Smith's car there, ran the small block. Is he going to just run the small block there the rest of the time? Or is he going to go elsewhere? Is he going to maybe run Vinny's car elsewhere? We don't know. We don't know. When Vinny told me at Motorsports, their plan is just run the Super Dirt Car Series now. And maybe an odd race here and there. Right. Right. Yeah, we I mean we did see him bring Vinny's car down to Diamond twice last year too. So I mean there was always that, but yeah, there's so many it's so weird. So many things happened this off season to talk about, but when it comes to this guy's committing to run this and this guy's gonna do this, it we really there's a lot of unknowns at this point. Okay. There really is. Yeah, yeah. Orange County really put it through everybody, you know, into a a tizzy of don't know what to do. And you know, them guys got their big block set now. Instead of running three nights a month, they're gonna run one night a month. And you know, they're not gonna switch motors back and forth. They either have two cars or not. But yeah, I don't know what guys are gonna do. Well, and look at it this way. So for the last what three years now, they ran them big chase formats, paid a lot of money. Now you had guys like Stu, Shepard, Perego, Mad Max, Peter Burton would go. Um, Guler was going. There was a lot of guys that would show up at Orange County 
not saying every week because they didn't run them every week, but they ran quite a few races, what, 12? And you knew those guys were going to be there. Well, now that it's really cut back, there's not going to be a chase type format. You can't do it. There's all of these things that come into play. Now, where do all of these guys go on a weekend basis? Do they go? Does Matt go back to running Land of Legends frequently? Does Max, where does he go? You know, where where do all these guys end up going on a Saturday night? Does Britain go back to Land of Legends? Where are these guys going to end up going? I can't see him just not racing. Oh, no, they'll race somewhere. And, um, yes, with Shepard, it's like who's – well, he's got to run twelve dirt races at a at a dirt sanctioned track to get his to get his dirt car bonus. So, I think Shepard. I think you're going to see Shepard just split, go to Orange County, maybe their one week, and then go to because honestly, Canada, if he goes to Land of Legends. I still call Canada. Sorry, right? But Land of Legends. It, he's so good there. It doesn't really matter where he starts, and you know, or he still can, he can go to Fonda on Saturday nights now too. Right. But then get NASCAR points to help them with Utica Rome. So, yeah, it, it's – I don't know. I mean, I'll try to talk to some of these guys Saturday if I see them, if they're there, if they race. But, uh, yeah, it, it's hard to tell right now what some of these guys are going to do. I think Horton's going to run big blocks up there and then – and probably a small block too because he has one. But but I think on his off weekends, if they don't race, I think he's going to uh, go to New Egypt. That I think, sounds like to me. I think I've heard the same as well. So, he might be yeah. Like Egypt. Right. Yeah. Which so. would be so cool to see that happen. But yeah. yeah, there's just so many unknowns. And so going back to the original topic here, we got a little off off kilter, but yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> it don't matter. Right. It's my show. I don't care. Right. But uh, no, with Short Track Super Series, you know, it's again, until someone unseeds Matt Shepard from the giant ass throne he built himself. <laughs> I don't know you can bet against it. I think oh. we're going to see some surprises. I think Southwise, I'm going to say Danny Buck's going to be the big surprise this year. I think we're going to get at least a win out of him. Don't know where, but I think it'll happen. Yeah, I do too. Northside, I mean, again, a guy like like a Darren Smith or someone to that extent, David Schilling. I mean, look, the guy put on a fucking clinic at all tech and I don't care what you want to say about, well, it's because of this or because of that. The dude still won the win counted, whatever the case is. He won a race last year at Fonda. I think he may pull off a race somewhere on the North side of things. Yeah, and no, he, I, it's just what it is. I think right. Danny Creedon's going to get back to victory lane too. Yep. I think, I think when it comes to the race at Accord, the battle of the Bullring, I think that's Danny's race. And I think he knows it. So, you know, we'll see what happens. The elite stuff. Again, it's, a matter of who can we count on to show up to all five races. That's the hard part because sometimes they do conflict with other things. Right. So right there, you can rule out anyone that goes to Granby to run the sixer. They're not going to Fonda 200. No. That's out. So right there, I'm, right there, I'm thinking you definitely need to go to a guy like a shepherd. It's just the way it is. Yep. Um, 
again, until someone unseeds him, I don't think you can argue it. No, you can't. It's I'm looking at the Elite Series last year in points, and, you know, Lowdown was close. He had a good year. Um, so, him and Matt Williamson, and, you know, Max, Max is hit and miss. But, uh, yeah, it, I don't see anybody beating Shepard again. I, I really don't. If he runs every race, I, I just don't see it. Unless he has, unless he gets in a wreck, has a DNF, because there's no drop from the Elite Series. Right. And, you know, unless he gets a DNF, breaks a motor, or gets in a wreck somewhere and gets a DNF, I, I don't see anybody beat him. You just, you just don't. Nope. And if you look at the points from last year, there would have been an even bigger gap because of how he finished at Cherokee. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So take out the guys that were blowing tires at Cherokee and go down just held on by a thread, realistically. <laughs> which exactly. That was a $25,000 thread. So. Yep. But, you know, all them guys that pulled off shortly before the last yellow, or they were the last yellow, that plays a big part. So, sure. you know, again, Shepard would have really dominated that thing. Yeah, yeah, if it wasn't for that flat tire. I mean, he won by 94 points, but if it wasn't for that flat tire, he'd been well over 100 for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Well, I'm looking, I'm looking at the money won, and he won pretty much a hundred thousand dollars more than anybody else in that series in the elite series and that so that's basically fonda 200 and the speed showcase that's 103 so right there yep yep that's uh that's hard to argue with so unless you know unless someone like williamson you know he pulled off that win at georgetown and we know he can win big money races that's why they call him that yep you know if he sneaks out a fonda 200 in there or uh, like you said, something happens to Shepard where he DNFs or he ends up, you know, restarting at the tail of the lead lap at the late race thing. Like there is still a chance. But at this point, I think if you're going to lay odds, they got to be in Matt Shepard's favor. Oh, there's no doubt. You know, Vegas was laying odds. He'd be five to two, you know. Yep. So- <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, um, you know, just to focus on some of the local stuff going on, man, yeah. it's it, it started off. I, I don't know where the fad came through this year, but every sprint car track in central PA, with with the exception of Port Royal, wanted a modified show before season openers. So, you know, Lincoln, I think that race was great. The car count was not and yeah. they know it. But the racing was good. Yeah, I thought the racing was real good. You know, like I said, it's a shame for the car count, but uh, you know, guys just weren't ready yet, or you know, they're afraid. They're afraid of the weather. They're afraid of hurting the motor. They're afraid the track was going to be rough, which it wasn't. It was beautiful, but uh, you know, and some guys just didn't have motors yet. Yep, that's pretty much what it comes down to. And I think I get why. So this it, it gets to be so tough with with our modifies because. You look at big blocks, you look at open small blocks, and you look at spec small blocks, and each of them, they're limited. So big blocks, not a lot of guys around here have them. Everyone in New York does. Open small blocks, well, then you got to look at, well, what are you opening them up to? Because there's a big, wide variety there. And then you really don't want to make it to be where it's 
advantageous for to have one over the other. And then you go the spec small block route, which is what we've seen BAPS do for the past couple of years. Well, there's not really a lot of them either. There is, but there's not. So right. you kind of got to pick door one, two or three and go through it and see what you get. So like I was saying about, you know, the, the guys, the low dollar guys, that's what spec racing, I think, primarily is anymore. It's guys that don't really want to travel. They want to go run their Friday or their Saturday or the occasional both. And they're content with that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I just read something, you know, Scott Albert today. I just read an article with somebody, Randy Kane, in the racing news. And he just, yeah, you know, that's pretty much what he said. He said, I can't afford to travel. I, I go to Big Diamond because it's local. And, you know, maybe, maybe Grandview once or twice a year. But I just, the price of everything, the fuel and, you know, the price of motors. And it just can't do it anymore like they used to years ago i mean years ago if a guy track if randy rained out everybody would hightail their shit down to new egypt or bridgeport but it's just not like, it's just not like that no more no i mean i remember i had asked andy bichetti this question the other year when i think it was going into last season when uh, orange county had opened up that that 30,000 to win championship. And I'm like, Andy, you're pretty good at Orange County. Are you leaving Lebanon Valley? He goes, well, I'd love to, but Garrity Asphalt, which is his main sponsor, they live near Lebanon Valley and they like to go watch Andy race. And he goes, so as long as I want to keep racing and they want to keep giving me money to go racing, I'm going to race where they can watch me race. Sure, that's a big, that's a big thing for a lot of a lot of teams. You know, the people want to watch them race, and uh, if you're sponsoring a car, you want to see your name going around the track. You want to see your name in victory lane. Right, that's exactly what it comes down to. And again, it's I want to see my you know my company on this race car in victory lane at a local track. Yep. You know, I, if you look at a place like Yako's Hot Dogs based out of Allentown, is someone going to get a sponsor of Yako's Hot Dogs and then they're going to say, well, where are you going to race every week? Well, I'm going to go and I'm going to run Utica Rum every Friday night and they're going to go, where's that? Well, that's that's five hours away. Oh. Well, what's that going to do for my business? Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. That's, That's part of the issue. Now, there are grateful sponsors out there that do give a lot of money and they they're okay with seeing it on on flow mm-hmm. or in the racing paper or other ways but a lot of them want to see the car up close and personal in person where they can go to the race they're not going to travel as many hours as a diehard racing fan is that's just the way it goes it's the same as you look at tracks and their sponsorships a lot of them have sponsorships that are local to the track. So, you know, it's just the nature of the beast and that's just what it is. And yes, there are the occasional go travel once or twice a year, go for it. Right. But, you know, again, I think the turnout with the the Lincoln thing was more of a, a lot of these spec guys do not travel and they are holding their breath on everything they got so far built up and ready to go for their season opener, wherever that is. Right. I'm hoping there's a bigger car count at BAPS this week, which I think there will be. Well, so so here's the thing too. 
Weather, I think, played a factor in the Lincoln. It did rain yeah. the night before. Guys are worried about the track being shit. I get it. Then you have BAPS has now had an established modified race for the past three years. Mm-hmm. And they also used to run them as a regular division. So yeah. I think there's a little bit of nostalgia and history there, as well as some of these guys have gotten a chance to experience already. So there's not necessarily a total amount of unknowns. Yeah. And it is two weeks closer to the season starting than Lincoln was. Yes, it is. And, you know, guys are more ready. Like, you know, for Lincoln, you know, I was up, I was up, you know, the watch shop last Tuesday night and they had just picked up their first 358 that day. It yeah. got to them. They got they had four of them out being refreshed, and they just got the first one back last Tuesday. So, right, you know, guys, just some of them, just, and like you know, you said Timmy doesn't have a motor yet. It's no, nope. you know, it, it takes time. The pistons are really hard to get, from what I understand, and nothing's everything's custom nowadays. So there's just a, there's a backlog, and there's a log jam for it. Well, and and look at it this way too. The longer the season goes on in the year and the earlier it starts next year, it's leaving a smaller window to get everything ready for the rollover of the seasons. Absolutely. You're not allowing these guys enough time to take a deep breath, get their shit straight, figure out what they need, order it, allow enough time to get it. How these... uh, Look, these late model guys that run all the way up into the indoor shit in December and then they're in Florida at the end of January. How the hell they do it? I have no earthly idea because talk about no turnaround time. Right. But I think it's easier to get a new motor than it is to actually have your motor rebuilt because when you take a motor to get rebuilt, you don't know what to order. You can't pre-order things for it because you don't know what you'll need. And, you know. You got to bore the pistons out, the, you know, the, the block out. So you don't know what size pistons you need till you're done, you know, doing what you got to do. So, and then you got to order it. So it's just, it's just so hard anymore. You know, I know last time I talked to somebody, you know, uh, Billy, Billy the kid up there, they had like 20 motors sitting on the, on the shelf there waiting for parts. Everyone was who it was and what part they're waiting for. And most of them are pistons. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's just, that's hard. And yeah, you know, People don't understand that it's not like these guys have all this money to just buy new motors all the time. No. They'll run them till they're dead. Yep. Yep. I mean, just look at some of those classified pages on Facebook where it says, you know, last refreshed at and look at yep. the number of laps. Yep. It's a lot. Yeah. It, it's it's a lot. Yeah. I no freaking way. And more power to the guys that can't afford to just order new ones every year. But that's few far in between, especially when we're talking about spec modified guys. Yeah. They're lucky that they're getting a new wrap job or new panels for health. I mean, some of these guys are rolling out with the same bench shit they had last year. (laughs) Yeah. Or, you know, they sell their they sell their 2013 big now and they buy a 2017 now. Right. Right. But they do it. They do what they got to do because they love the race and, you know, more power to them. I think it's great. Right. And you can tell who's who because these are there's other guys out there that last year were already selling their 2022 big nails because, well, they're already good for the new one that's coming out. And that's just exactly guys just can't do that anymore. So 
Yeah, I think we're going to see a, a half decent card count at both Baps and Susky. Or, I'm sorry. Yeah, Baps and Susky, right? Same place. <laughs> Baps and Sealand's Grove this weekend. I think I think we'll see half decent card counts. I don't think we're seeing anything crazy. No. I think we'll see it. I think we'll see enough to have a decent feature event at Baps. And I think we'll we'll see probably one smaller concy, maybe a little bit bigger at Sealand's Grove. But again, enough cars to have a, a nice big field for a feature. Mm-hmm. Bet you they have 40 crazy Sealand's Grove, though. Oh, guaranteed. <laughs> guaranteed. Guaranteed. Um, you know, the show coming up at the end of the month at Williams Grove is going to be interesting, too. The night before Grandview's opener. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. Same night, also, that Delaware now is running an 8,500 to win race. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be tough. Uh, Von yeah. Doren told me he's going to Williams Grove. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I can see Craig doing it. I mean, he's got, a, he's got the equipment to do it. So it's, you know, but, you know, a guy like, you know, Justin Grimm, is he going to tow out the tow out there to take a chance on wrecking his car and having to come run your first points race the next day, Grandview? That's tough. Or even the guys that, won't run Friday at Diamond and then Saturday at Grandview because they don't want to turn the car around. Right. And also, you're running spec modifieds on a half mile long ass straightaway track. That's yeah. gonna be hard to do. Yeah, you're gonna. Be, and things are gonna be hitting the chip really quick. Yeah, and I again, like we're just talking motors. Do you really want to damage one, injure one, hurt one? I don't know that you do. Right. Especially if it's cold out. Yep. And it's the end of March. Yep. I'm willing to bet it's going to be a little nippy. So Yeah, me too. Oh, man. But, um, you know, track-wise, I think every every track here, especially in the PA Jersey area, has got a lot of good things going on. Obviously, I'm by partial to two of them. But, um, you know, Diamond, we got more good shit on the calendar this year, of course. The return of USAC is going to be awesome. Super Dirt's coming back for a second year in a row. It's going to be great. Um, You know, Grandview, again, it's there's nothing new, realistically. I mean, yes, Thunder on the Hill has new stuff with bringing in the High Limit Sprint Car Series. But the one good thing about Grandview is you know what to expect every year. So we know there's going to be the moneymaker. We know there's going to be the Forrest Rogers. And then we know there's going to be the 76er. So yep. those are staples that everyone can depend on still happening. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, best thing about Grandview is it's still there. Yes. So, this Six months ago or whatever, everybody was saying, well, we'll everybody's wondering what they're going to do on Saturday nights. But thankfully, it all worked out and they're back open for now in the foreseeable future. So that's a great thing. And, uh, yeah, Grandview always have they always have a you know pretty good schedule and miss the all stars there, but I guess with the high limit now it doesn't matter. But um you know, between them and you know, Big Diamond, we got a great schedule up there. Um looking forward to getting down into Egypt with uh, you know, see the stuff, you know, Ricky Grasso's done down there. Things are really looking up down there and they needed it. it it's public perception was bad down there. And I think with Ricky taking over, it's going to, because the track ran great when he had it before. And he really made it into a show place down there. Uh, it's always clean. And it always has been clean, even, you know, with Fred on and stuff. But just the, like you say, the public perception and I don't know, things just didn't seem to run right under him for some reason. And I've never met the guy. So I, I'm not, it's not a shot at him, but, uh, 
I think with Ricky coming over, uh, everything's going to be much better. And I'm looking forward to I think you're going to do a great job down there. I appreciate that. I mean, it's there had to be good things to attract me to want to go down there, too. Would I have wanted to go do this job last year? Absolutely not. No, no, no way. Um, I think there was a everyone saw how quickly races were getting canceled. Um, I mean, days in advance, like, right. well, this is kind of odd. So there was just a lot of things. I, the facility's great. I love that the track shape is awesome. It's not mm-hmm. too huge. It's not too small. Um, I'm a little bit partial to sail panels. I told Nikki Leach that last week, but I'm okay with it without the sail panels. So right. too. Um, you know, it's going to be nice seeing a lot of familiar faces down there that I'm used to seeing on a Friday or I've seen elsewhere in my travels. But, um, you know, again, I like that there is some bigger show. I, I love that I get to work past Labor Day for once. This will be great. Yes. I'm going to miss the Sixer. I'm going to miss, um, you know, Eastern State Small Block Race. I'm going to miss that because of, of working there. I'm going to yeah. miss uh, quite a few things I'm going to miss. But that's OK because I have a job to do and I'm, I'm accepting that. But um, no, there's there's a lot of good stuff on there. Not a lot of visiting divisions. Mass 305s, I think, are primarily it. But it, and of course, Deo has a stop there, too. But that's OK. You don't. We don't necessarily need to overbook it right away and then really run ourselves down to the ground because now we have all these high class things going on. That's for next, you know, that's for next year for Ricky to to work out some of that stuff and try to progress it in the right direction. But um, yeah, and man, Bridgeport, they got so much good stuff on this schedule. They have two Deo shows. You know, high limits going there. All all stars oh. are back. Yeah. Outlaws aren't, which I was kind of curious about. But they have Super Dirt back again. They have USAC's going to be there. Extreme Outlaw Midgets are going to be there. They got all this stuff coming, which is awesome. Yeah, Dunn's put a great schedule together down there. A lot of visiting series. Uh, definitely looking forward. I'm looking forward to get down there in a couple weeks. Um, I might be late getting there due to a gender reveal thing for my grandchild, but I will be there. But you know, gotta do family stuff too. That's right. So, uh, but uh, I just don't know what's gonna happen with the modified division down there. Um, and it's not anyone's fault. Realistically, every every yeah. driver has the ability to say, "I'm gonna go race here," and that's where they go. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, we all know um, some things may have occurred or may have been said, or I'm sure someone pissed off someone along the way. We've seen it every year somewhere, but I just, I'm curious again, this is like new Egypt last year. I said it last year where you you don't know who's going to win every week and that's okay. Yeah, it is okay. That's a good thing. That is okay. So go down's not being going to be back there. Who's your dominant guy? Well, Richie Pratt's going to run Joel's automotive car. We saw that re- yeah, released this week. Great for Richie. Really good Abs- absolutely. Um, you know, Waddy's going to Grandview, which will make things more interesting at Grandview, I feel. We're yeah. going to add another player into their mix. Dom's out of a ride. Billy Jr. is... He's playing with us all and won't tell us what yes. he's doing. Come on, Billy. He just loves <laughs> to do this, right? Yes. But... 
so we have Jordan Watson coming back in Danny Somling's car. We have, I believe, Kale Ross is going to run Kale there Ross as well. Probably, yeah, Ryan, Ryan Creighton. Yeah. But I think it's good, though. Again, just because there's not 10 future Hall of Famers there every week doesn't mean the racing can't be good. No, not at all. It, it's, well, the racing's still going to be good. It's just different players, that's all. And that's all it comes down to. Look, I've it's seen... Mark, both Marks will be back. Yep, yep. Oh. So, I mean, I look at it this way. Some of the best baseball games I've seen in my life happened in A in Reading. Yeah. Like, just because you're not watching, you know, a super dirt show every week doesn't mean that there can't be great races. There's great races across this entire country right. of tracks that we don't even know about because, well, it's just not on our radar. So, no, I think it'll still be good. I think there's still there's guys like WB James who knocked off a win the other year. There's yeah. all these guys that are still out there. They're getting better and will progress. And yep. this will allow them to shine. So. But no, it's um, I think all the major four tracks in our area have potential to all have great seasons, and that's good for modified racing. That's all yeah, I know. It's in you know, and then you got Delaware and Delaware National and Georgetown. And I think with you know with Dale running Delaware now for the most part, that's going to bring the resurgence to that track that's sorely needed for a few years. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. I was very shocked at the whole NASCAR news. But if you talk to anyone that races at Grandview and why they keep racing at Grandview is because the NASCAR money is actually good. It is good. So now yep. you have four tracks that Deo now has on that docket and take advantage of it. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, a guy could run, you know, Georgetown down there on every other Friday or wherever he runs and run Grandview and you know you're getting NASCAR points for both, so it all helps them helps them all all around. Exactly, and I mean, if you go back and you look at the guys who have had success with NASCAR that run dirt, it is the Grandview guys. It was Dwayne Howard, it was Von Doren, <laughs> it was Strunk. Like, and you ask any of them, and they'll tell you, "Well, that's why I keep doing it because that money's pretty good, and you don't have to worry about." Oh well. Where's the point money coming from this year? Well, it comes from NASCAR. So there's no issue there. Right. No, no it's 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 a win-win for the drivers. Definitely. Uh, it helps with their insurance. God forbid anybody gets hurt. Yep. So, you know, that's a plus. And uh, <laughs> to me, it's it's just a smart thing to do. And these drive these teams need anything they can to get more money in these days because everything's so expensive. Purses aren't going up; they are up a little bit, but not not to the percentage of uh, how much parts and pieces for a race car. You're absolutely right. Everything has gone up astronomically since COVID, and it is very difficult unless you have a very very good sponsor who just seems to be making money hand over fist right. to get the ability to jack things up as much as possible. It's so hard. Um, how and late, how late models are doing it, paying 50 grand a window a week, almost every yeah. week. Like, I, I don't understand it, but yeah, I don't either. Our, our Northeast modifies are not the same token of that, but um, you know, I'm gl no, I'm glad Delaware it, it's making modified racing in Delaware great again. And I love to see that. 
Yeah, me too. I think it's awesome for everybody. Del- Delaware's got such a great group of fans down there, too. I mean, in the state of Delaware, you know, you go to Georgetown, any day show you go, there's always, fans are always pretty much packed. And I think it just helps out the, it helps out the racing community altogether, but it really helps the people that down in Delaware and upper Northern Maryland that really love to see dirt racing. Yes, absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. All right. So, um, as we wind this down, let's go the two PA tracks and the two Jersey tracks. Who are you going for the point title at all four tracks? Who do you got? Uh, I'm going to go for Howard for a repeat at a diamond. Um, I'm going to say Brett Presley this year at a grand deal. He's going to, I think he got close the last couple of years. I think this year he's going to do it. Um, he's just got to learn to stay out of a little trouble every now and then because Craig's so consistent down there and Jeff back in the 126 will be consistent. Um, New Egypt, he can't go against Ryan Godown, I guess. He, he's going to be running there weekly. And uh, Birchport, I'm going to put a caveat on. If Billy runs there, I think Billy will win. If he doesn't run there, uh, I think Ryan Trajan's going to win. Not bad, not bad. So Fridays, I'm thinking Cressley's going to jump out to an early lead and he's going to be all right the rest of the way through. I think Cressley gets his first title. Grandview, I think if Strunk wouldn't be back with Heinemann, I would say Cressley's going to get two this year, but I think I think Strunk's going to rebound in a big way. Um, Bridgeport, I'm thinking it's got to be Ryan Creechin. I really, I think he's really taken a liking to that track and has gotten really good. Just has to keep himself out of trouble mechanically. Exactly. And, and man, New Egypt's so tough, right? Oh, God, I hate this. Um, I'm going Danny Buck. Yeah, the problem is Danny, he hasn't committed to racing their weekly. So yeah, I know, but, I know. But so, yeah, okay, so possible. all right, I'll take your caveat, right? There you go, exactly. So, if he's not, God, this, oh, man. Oh, Loud Reimert. Yeah, I'm going Reimert. I, I just, he's due for something big this year. He really is. Either a big win or he's going to be in the mix late in the season somewhere. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, no, all good choices, and uh, I also look for. I'm looking for. Uh, I was up to get shop last Tuesday night too, and um, they're looking for a big rebound year at uh, Grandview because, like Dwayne said, they sucked it last year. So <laughs> they're, yeah, they're it, back on the side. He, you know, they just said that just something just didn't click. Something was off, and to everyone in that field, be very aware that when it does, you're going to know it. Yeah, I think their issue last year is they were going. They started out on bars, and they weren't getting any luck, and they had a lot of problems. They were in the wrong place at the wrong time, and get caught up in wrecks. And then they went to coils, and they went back to bars, and they went to coils. And I think this year they're sticking with coils and going there from the beginning and sticking with it. And they got a new guy helping them with shocks this year, and uh, they they seem to be very confident about getting back to where they were, Grammy, because. Uh, they don't like winning no races last year at Grandview. No, that's very uncharacteristic no. um, of Dwayne Howard, that's for sure. And that's a that's a hometown crowd right there, and you don't want to look bad in front of them. So that, that was his first year since I believe sometime in the nineties 
that he hasn't won a feature at Granville. Yeah, it's it's so crazy to think of, yeah. right? He did. I mean, I don't even think he got a Thunder win, right? No, no, he was leading that first Thunder show, and then they had to re rack and all that. And oh yeah, the balls to the wall, fifty. Yeah. Oh boy, boy, oh boy, oh boy. Probably the best he's been, probably the best he was last year was in the sixer when he started all the way in the back and came up facing the top five. Yes. <laughs> yes. Probably the best he ran all year. Yeah, that was after the heat race incident. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they put him to the back for that. I remember that. Oh, yeah. boy. Oh, man. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show, of course. No problem. And this has become a yearly thing. I like this modified preview. Yeah. And uh, I will be at Baps on Saturday as long as Mother Nature plays nice and you'll be at Sealands Grove, right? Sealands Grove, and if they get over early enough, I might make the hour drive down to Baps. Well, we shall see, right? Yeah, because Baps don't start at 4 and Sealands Grove starts at 2, so... We'll uh, yeah, you might you might have something there. You might. Depends, you know, once I'm done my interviews and all that, what time it is and how cold I am. So... But, uh, is um is Mr. Mallet going to be at either facility this weekend? He will, he will be producing at Baps. Oh, great. I can't wait because I'm, of course, going to go up and sit in the tower. So there you go. Yeah, yep. he's going to Baps. I talked to him, I, well, I was with him yesterday. He's going to Baps. So he's got to produce down there. So, all right. Sounds like a plan. Enjoy the rest of your week. And I might see you this weekend. Maybe. If not, I'll see you soon for sure.